You are listening to the second episode of Wrestle Change Realize. This is just the audio taken from my YouTube video that I released today on my YouTube channel. You can see the link in the description of this podcast episode. And in this uh, video, I talked about the way that things go from your mind into your heart. And I also talked about the necessity of hypocrisy and being anxiously engaged in a good cause and also the divine contribution that each of us have to the building of God's kingdom. So if you want to see the video, you can go to my YouTube channel, but I have the audio for you right here if you want to listen to that. So I hope you enjoy. So yesterday in seminary, we talked about the first vision and The first vision has never been something that I've had a super strong testimony of, neither have I felt super compelled to try to understand it more. It's interesting because, you know, I've always been taught it growing up and understanding what happened exactly, but yesterday, as my seminary teacher was talking about it, it just hit me a lot harder than normal, and I was kind of able to figure out why, and so he was kind of it was toward the end of class so we just you know we had a lot of context and we were kind of just super um, aware of exactly what was going on with the first vision and everything but he started to talk about like what happened when he appeared so God the Father appears and then he introduces his son Jesus Christ and as it says in I I like the introduction that Jesus gives himself and I think this is kind of what my seminary teacher quoted Um, In 3 Nephi 11, verses 10 through 11, this is when Jesus appears to the Nephites in the Americas. But he says, Behold, I am Jesus Christ, whom the prophets testified shall come into the world. And behold, I am the light and the life of the world. And I have drunk out of that bitter cup, which the Father hath given me, and have glorified the Father in taking upon me the sins of the world, in the which I have suffered the will of the Father in all things from the beginning. And... So when he said, he said something along the lines of that, like, I am Jesus Christ who was slain for the sins of the world. And I thought that was so, and in Joseph Smith history, I don't, it doesn't say that exactly, but I just love hearing, thinking about who Jesus is. And I realized, and I went up to my seminary teacher after class to talk to him about, just to tell him that I realized why I suddenly felt the spirit so strongly that time. And it was because over the past months, I've developed such a stronger testimony of Jesus Christ himself that the first vision meant so much more to me because you have our loving Heavenly Father there with his son, Jesus Christ, who, whose life was incredible and his teachings were amazing. And then he was slain for the sins of the world, which is a concept I still fathom to try to understand. But I have felt uh, so much more understanding of who Jesus is over the last months that when my teacher said that or yeah when we talked about the first vision it just meant so much that he it's the same person he appeared before Joseph Smith and then it's it's just so cool to envision what that must have meant to everyone up in heaven and all the people for the future of earth who would come down I'm sure they were all watching and so kind of the idea I want to bring up in this video with that is the fact that everyone has their own path to understanding God and understanding the gospel if they really want to understand it 
and you have to be really patient with that and some things aren't going to mean very much to you unless you go through a process of understanding some more uh, some other things that might be more important for your spiritual foundation because I really do think it's all different and our church encourages uh, personal revelation a lot and I think that that's absolutely crucial and so once I told my seminary teacher this uh, he mentioned an idea that he had heard somewhere um, that first like with the gospel you learn things in your mind and then you learn them in your heart and when you learn them in your heart you never get sick of hearing them <laughs> and this is how I feel um, about a lot of things it's I can't pinpoint exact words but like there's a lot of things in the gospel that like bring me powerful feelings and now when I hear people speak in church I'm like oh yes that makes so much sense and it just strengthens my faith with that and in church I used to be like okay people are just talking about the same thing over and over again how are we gonna get anywhere with this but once you start to learn those things for yourself then that's when it kind of being with other people who also care about those things it will kick you into like an accelerated growth of understanding it and so I thought that was a really, really cool principle, and it kind of sums up what I was thinking um, with that process pretty well. And uh, one thing I would like to just draw out real fast, I mean, it's hardly drawing anything out, but just imagine, and this is my uh, seminary teacher, Sister Cutler, from last semester uh, showed me this when I was telling her about some of my struggles with faith that I've been having. So you kind of have to picture Oh, this marker's kind of bad. The gospel as like a big connect the dots puzzle. And you can't, so one of the big problems with me, with faith um, and understanding the gospel has been trying to shoot for things that are further along than what God has planned for me to figure out. So things such as like what really happened in the atonement and um, you know like why is this is for me personally you might have developed these testimonies earlier on but like why is temple work really important if God is all-powerful in these things and these are kind of dots that I've realized now as I've developed a further foundation that are kind of further along but there's things like uh, for me probably the first thing in getting me into really studying and kind of getting this accelerated growth of understanding the gospel was understanding that an amazing life comes through trying to be like Christ. And then that led me to understanding like why do we need to believe in God and why do we need this to um, really be like Christ, right? There's kind of a, you have to make that connection so for like why you need the gospel. And so there's more and more things that come with that. But when you're down here at the first part, um, you can't be looking at dot number 1000 and trying to figure that out because it probably won't come to you if that's not God's plan for you. So basically with this connect the dot puzzle, the point I want to make is everyone has a different puzzle to solve and everyone's going to do it at their own pace. And you kind of just have to give everyone the basic foundations and principles to be able to do that. So, um, I think that one of the biggest things with getting to the point where you can start connecting all of these dots to each other, making something beautiful with your faith, 
uh, you have to be anxiously engaged in a good cause. And that principle hit me really hard this morning. And uh, because, <laughs> you know, we have, we don't have school on Wednesdays right now. And I, I really struggle to get going on Wednesdays because there's like not somewhere I have to be. And then I kind of realized like, and even on, I love scripture study once I get into it, but like starting is always really hard for me. And so I kept kind of procrastinating it and avoiding it. And then like even in the middle of my scripture study, I was like, oh, I should go do this. And then, then I realized like, okay, I'm going to end up getting in a conversation with someone. And then it just kind of rolls on and the procrastinating gets worse and worse. So I think being conscious of whether you're anxiously and good engaged in a good cause is absolutely huge. And so I, I do want to read that scripture real fast from Doctrine and Covenants, uh, section 58, verse 27. It says, Verily I say, men should be anxiously engaged in a good cause and do many things of their own free will and bring to pass much righteousness. So I think kind of this morning, it was an idea that like I always understood, but it kind of penetrated my heart a lot deeper. And you probably even need to continue, you know, you need to keep feeding that. And that's kind of the point I made with listening to talks at church when they mention things that are already in your heart, you have to continue listening to those things and being anxiously engaged in a good cause so that those things can get deeper in your heart and then you can be more prepared to receive further personal guidance and revelation and answers to your questions. So I thought that was really cool. And you know, reading the scriptures, that's a good cause. Trying to have conversations with people, that's a good cause enjoying things having fun like there's so many things that like you just have to think if the spirit can be there and i think the spirit can be there when you're having fun with friends and stuff just like through unity and stuff um but if the spirit can be there that's a good cause and if you are continually trying to put that in uh you can uh you will feel yourself progressing and continuing to be more like the savior and you and it never stops that's the hard thing because like i'll be reading my scriptures and then in the middle of reading i'll have some like thoughts that aren't good and it's like okay i gotta keep going back to that to the scriptures because i don't know how else i'm going to combat these thoughts and stuff and so the reason i think i thought about um the anxiously engaged in a good cause was because i'm reading the war chapters of alma right now and um amalekiah uh, they're talking about how he was leading a bunch of people away from the church. And it kind of made me realize right then and there that if the, if the gospel and Jesus Christ aren't in your heart, then it's so, so easy for you to be led astray. And so then that brought up that idea of the good cause thing and that kind of entered my heart. So I, I hope that that's something that hopefully strengthens your testimony is hearing about that. And on that, um, there's one thing that I think is so, so important, and it's the fact that we all have a divine contribution. So I always would struggle a little bit because, you know, I would hear my dad talking about the same stories and the same principles of faith over and over again in front of different people and stuff, and even sometimes our family, and I was like, oh my gosh, we know this. You've said this a million times. And... Um, I kind of realized that, you know, we don't really have the capability as humans to be super, super educated in tons of different principles. Like it spreads you too thin, basically. And uh, you have to get, I, I heard once from Jay Shetty, uh, you, 
he was talking about like how his grades and stuff in school like his parents would always get mad at him for like his low grades even though he was doing so good in a few things and I think that's a testament to the fact that we need to focus more on strengthening our strengths like we don't need to just be mediocre at everything but strengthen what you know and what you're good at so that you can apply it in a way that will help serve people and so one example of this is in Alma 40 and verses 3 and 9 he's talking to his son Corianton I believe and he's talking about something that he specifically, Alma specifically, believes in or really, really try to understand. And I have those types of things, too, that I really, really want to try to understand. And so he says, There are many mysteries which are kept that no one knoweth them save God. But I show unto you one thing which I have inquired diligently of God that I might know. So it's kind of, you can't just constantly be trying to know tons of things at once and that's a testament to the connect the dot puzzle i think it really is a process where you reach points where you're like okay this makes sense it's realization just as you wrestle through things you come to realize why those things are necessary and then you can make the proper changes in your life to correspond to that and continue to feed that faith so uh alma says a little bit later in verse 9 and now concerning this space of time, and he's talking about the space of time where after we die and before judgment, um, what becometh of the souls of men is the thing which I have inquired diligently of the Lord to know. And this is the thing which I do know. So I want you to think about what your divine contribution is. You don't have to have like a specific word because I mean right now I'm trying to think of one for me to say and I can't really. I mean I think mine is kind of like trying to connect things like things of the world and psychological scientific principles to the gospel to strengthen it all that's part of what I believe my divine contribution is but think about what yours is based off of your spiritual talents you might have exceeding faith that doesn't um, need constant uh, okay wait I think everyone's faith needs constant like reinforcement but uh, who I don't figure out your spiritual gifts and think about what your divine contribution is and then strengthen that. And once you strengthen that to a higher level, you'll be able to teach other people and then you'll be more open to other people teaching you about other things and then you'll get further and further along with understanding the mysteries of God. And so I thought that was super, super interesting um, how Alma kind of explained that like, he's like, there's so many things that God knows, but this thing I do know because I have inquired diligently to understand this specific thing. And I think that's uh, also a testament to like, with like your scripture study, don't worry about just getting through it, but worry about what you're getting from it. And people talk about how every time they read the Book of Mormon, they get different things out of it. And I think that's because they're somewhere further along this path. They have something new to realize every single time because none of us, <laughs> I was doing, I was doing a podcast with Addison Floyd um, and he basically, he said like over and over again, he was trying to explain it, but he was just like, we don't know anything. God knows everything, but we don't, we, we don't know anything. <laughs> That's basically what he said. And he's just like, doesn't know how to articulate it. It's pretty simple compared to God. Our knowledge is so we need to <laughs> work through it because if we really want to have a firm foundation that can be built upon even further. You got to go dot by dot. And um, 
One principle I want to touch on real fast is the necessity of hypocrisy. Because we all teach each other that we need to be like Jesus, and, you know, none of us are like Jesus. So, <laughs> in that sense, we, we kind of have to be hypocrites. And that's something I've realized, like, you know, telling so, you, once you gain a testimony of, like, okay, we can choose to be happy or we can choose to act and all of these things, and then you continue to say these things to people, even though they know you yourself, uh, like, let's say you you tell them like we should never raise our voices and we must be calm at all times and uh they like and you know that that person doesn't do that all the time <laughs> then you kind of have to recognize that it's all about whether they're trying or not and it's not your job to judge them so i just wanted to throw that in there because that's an idea that was kind of uh interesting to me lately it's like we have to be hypocrites if we're going to get any better than we are now because if we were all teaching everything exactly as we knew it and as we are, uh, like if I was teaching you to be exactly like me and nothing further than that, then we wouldn't really get anywhere. <laughs> so we have to teach of the things of God, which a man teaching of the things of God is hypocritical in a sense. So I just think, and you know, there's, a, there's lines to be drawn. Like if you're obviously being actively doing something that you yourself say tell other people not to do you know you i'm sure that you can determine where that line must be drawn but i just want you to remember when you hear the same things from people over and over again they often have a strong testimony of it and it has penetrated their heart and don't um don't discount them because of it just continue to work through things for them for yourself and then one day you'll be able to connect with that person and one thought i just barely had is like It'll be so cool when, because uh, we all strive to have people that we can really connect with and understand on a real deep level, and they understand exactly what uh, we're going through, and we understand them, and like that's Jesus. So like it makes me wonder if like after we die, we get to you know we get to talk one on one with Christ, and He'll have He has a passion for all of these things, and I th I believe He knows all of these things that we need to know, and so. I just think it's fascinating that he knows all of those and then he, I'm sure he shares the same passion for all of those. So he'll be able to talk us through all of those things. And I, I really don't know what happens after we die. Like if we do get that chance to talk with Christ individually, that would be amazing. But I would count on having those experiences after we're dead, like those experiences where you get to communicate with people who have learned exactly what you learn and you can actually have joy in it because uh, one thing I've noticed in politics and stuff like when some when there's two people of the same party together they just love talking about those things and often it's kind of in a bad fashion because they're being directly you know they're often being sarcastic and making fun of other people who they probably don't understand anyway uh, but setting that aside I don't want to talk about politics um, but those types that we can have that same joy because I've started to try to listen to more like podcasts that will actually feel feed my faith and make me feel better lately and I've found that the ones that um, like politics and stuff where it's feeding my bias it's like super exciting to do that and I think that as you you can get there with the gospel too where you understand a principle so much and you hope the whole world understands it like it's not a polarizing thing you just like 
are so excited to talk about faith or repentance with someone because you've gone through this process. So I just want to testify that I know that everyone's process is individual because, you know, I've been told things my whole life that I should do. But like ultimately, once I kind of sought things for myself, I was able to slowly but surely hit bullet point by bullet point as I've understood okay why is this gospel true why am i being told to live this way and i just i promise that you will start to understand those things too whether it's now whether it's later you have to be faithful through it just faith be faithful that god will prevail that what you believe if you're a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints will always come out victorious on the end if you stay true to it and stay true to those moral principles stay true to all of it well Um, I guess I say those things (laughs) in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Thank you for listening today. And we'll see how much I do these things. But it's mostly when I learn things and I feel strongly about them that I want to share them. So uh, I hope you all have an amazing day. 